audio podcast. Really. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> that's that's my best angle. Mm. Yeah, everyone's seeing my best angle right now. <laughs> what the no angle? Yeah, there's no angles. There's just none. Hey, you see nothing. Stunning in your own way. Oh yeah, yeah. Like abstract art. You sort of squint. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And look, I actually put my face out on Twitter and stuff. Like, I'm not scared. Like, I'm not using some weird profile picture of, like, some anime character or a random uh, Joshi wrestler. Like, uh, we're out in front. No, I'm not hey, concerned. You're, 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 fucking, you're rock hard, Josh. You're yeah. Rock hard. Yeah. You look like one of, like, the seedy, horny guys from an anime thing, though. Thanks. I don't watch anime, so I'm not one of the... I'm not, like, a waifu or whatever. I have no idea. Like, I've... I don't know what they call them. I just see these things out there. I don't know what they are. Are you a master waifu? I, I to be fair, I have no idea what that means. Like it's this is like a crossover of fandom between like New Japan fans and anime fans. Obviously, there's a big crossover. I not me. You won't find me I'm, there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an anime. Person. I like anime, but I just don't. I don't know where to like where to start with it. A bit like when I first came to New Japan. If I didn't have you guys, yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have watched. I'd be like, "How the fuck do you watch Japanese wrestling?" And I don't understand what's happening. Well, you can start off with Tiger Mask. Uh, good lead. You're building. You want pro wrestling anime and move your way yeah. across. Is that the key? And what was a Hulk Hogan's Adventure Time? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we've seen that tape. Isn't that the one Bubba loves? Yeah, yeah. That was the name of his reality show. Wasn't it? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, all right. Would you guys like to hear my intro? I think everyone would, right? I think you need to introduce this, Red. Yeah, it's required. We, we, the feedback we've gotten is we need introductions. I'll do the I'll do the intro, then I'll introduce everyone. Or should I? <laughs> I believe introducing. <laughs> I believe we're going intro and introduction, two different things, apparently, Red. Right? Are they? Okay. So what? Should I do my intro, then introduce you guys? You do. Red, you do. You. You. Do you. Red, you do you. All right. Unveil yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky this is an audio podcast. <laughs> All right, fans of wrestling, it's now time to get out your golf claps while some sweet Aussie chaps talk about some lads in the ring who are going to smack some butt cl- No, it doesn't work. No. Uh, all right, hang on. Let me tell you, golf clap. <laughs> you slap some. Oh, no, no, no. I've got, I've got it. Sorry. I got lost for a second there. I lost a moment trying to thought. I sort of <laughs> went off in this weird thing. I watched, to, I've got a Tagooch thing. Oh, that will send you off trains. All ass. You just got all ass based stuff. Is that what's happening here? <laughs> just when you thought we were done. It's time for fun. So it's time to get out your golf claps as some chaps chat. I'm rusty, okay? I'm rusty. Just when you thought we were done, it's time for fun. Get out your golf claps as these chaps are about to go on a magical Master Whiteo chat about wrestling, the best thing you've ever seen, you've ever heard. What are we doing? It is the Battle of the Super Juniors. Is it? My name is the Miraculous Red... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am joined by 
chocolate mousse himself, Josh oh, Crichton, and the delectable Dr. Dave Pruden. <laughs> Hello. Like them all, pimp. Forgot <laughs> about that. Sorry. Monikers. <laughs> it's been so long. So can we have an introduction, some quick no- news and notes from around New oh, Japan? Wow, Red. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's Captain Rundown here. I'm just looking at your rundown, actually. Uh, are, we, are we talking Ibushi? Has something happened with Ibushi? Yeah, so I just wanted to uh, just, it's, it's, there has been a, a slight update, and it's, it's quite a uh, concerning aspect and it's we're not really i don't really think it's a thing to talk about it's not really a platform to necessarily talk about other than to say that i think that um code is having a, a bit of a rough trot uh so we did tweet out last night i think it was last night um when you listen to this you know a couple of days ago um about his and this is a, a yeah content warning i guess trigger warning uh for discussion around uh suicide his uh, apparently after, so we, I don't know the, I don't know what the details are, but all I know is that before he started doing his big tweets that he's, uh, he'd found that his mother had attempted uh, to commit suicide. And so I think that is obviously driven. He, he's, he's linked it to a whole thing about his career and where he's at. And so. And his mother a, loves him. His mother absolutely adores yeah, his career. Yeah, and loves his career. That's a big part of the, the story so um i just think regardless at this point like twitter is not a good spot for all this sort of discourse and a lot of podcasts are talking about things and trying to figure out people's mental health and where they're at and it's just i think it's a situation where he's obviously had a significantly traumatic event uh that is spurred on whatever is going on at this point and whoever is right or wrong i have no idea but it certainly helps to better provide context to understand why he was doing what he was doing i guess um, and that he was, you know, it's, it's, it's a trauma response clearly. Uh, so I'm just, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, that's the update from where it was when we last spoke. Uh, he's yeah, clearly going through it. I don't think, you know, all these sort of golden lovers fans are out here writing fan fiction and saying, Kenny, come and get your guy. This is not the, the, you know, this is not one of those situations where that's like a warranted, uh, discourse. I think it's more just like, you just hope that everyone gets the, help support that they need and yeah i just think tweeting through it's probably not the best thing i don't know what's going to go with coda's career i have no idea i don't know where he wants to go who knows uh he's just said that he's going to look after his mum and then he'll come back and talk so i think that that's so that, she didn't say so she did she attempt or she attempted but she's, oh, she's apparently alive she's so well, that's um, good that's good so yes that is good hopefully um yeah, I don't know. There's no details. Code is the only one talking about these things. New Japan hasn't released anything official from their side. Um, and I don't think, I think from all we know is that they don't want to release him, but he thinks he's fired. So it's, uh, who knows where it's at. And I think it's one of those things where it's like, there's like eight levels of translation happening here. So yeah, it's one of those ones. It's a bit of a downer, but it's, I think it's like important to note, I guess, given, you know, 
all the stuff that's happening around and um yeah that it's uh, a significant um that's um that's devastating that's a devastating uh part to that chapter it is i i can't yeah. see coda being fired though he's one of the biggest stars in the entire world when it comes to wrestling so yeah but I but if you want politics if he's walking away for a brief period of time then yeah yeah, I think that's yeah I, I don't know I honestly don't know what is like I can try to decipher his stuff but I don't think it's I really don't think it's one of those things where it's like who knows what he's where he's coming from you know at this yep. point the right course of action is probably just give it some time and support. yeah I think that's kind of the idea is in a bit of space and time and unfortunately in the hot take Twitter sphere like people yeah. you yes. know can't be doing that oh. the, the the land of uh, understanding Oh yes, of nuance and compassion. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Just note it, and hopefully, we'll have positive news in that direction in the future. I guess. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Whatever that looks like, ultimately, whatever that looks like. If the Bushies leave, and that's the best friend, then that's what he should do. Simple as that. Like. Yeah, yeah. You can't begrudge him that if that's no. what's best. Yep. Uh, yeah, sad things. Ah. Um, and the what. Uh, so, are there some Bullet Club thoughts? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes, just going by your rundown here. Thank you. Like, Look yeah. at how professional. This is the professional, the segue, the boys are just segueing like it's just it's going out of fashion because I'm pretty sure. So, did segways go out of fashion? I think they did. Did they ever come in? Uh, yeah. So, the Bullet Club's had like a, an interesting little thing on Twitter. Uh, and this is like a segue in a segue is the sense that like there's, it's hilarious. I love I love the ludicrousy like of Twitter and how ridiculous it can be, because apparently like a whole tweet blew up yesterday about Liv Morgan at WWE doing a two sweet with AJ and um, Devitt of uh, Finn Balor, and it was like, um, oh, she's in the Bullet Club now. And it became this whole like random thing where people started to argue over like, well, that's not really the Bullet Club because they're in WWE, and it's like, oh, what are we what are we doing? Like, what? Oh, seriously, it's like, oh. Obviously not, but it doesn't matter. Who cares? It's yeah. like, but it started this whole thing about the discussion about Bullet Club and their, their place or whatever. And I know that we'd had a chat, Dave, before, and we didn't sort of get to it last time we were talking. I figured off the back of Capital Collision that was a couple of weeks ago now, just an opportunity, uh, because we keep using the language rock hard, just to, um, you know, as we head towards Dominion, if we've got any thoughts regarding uh, particularly Juice, Big, big juice going across to Bullet Club um, because I know it's been announced that particularly for the Best Super Juniors Tour, that it's been announced that the final of the Best Super Juniors will have Jay White will be there, Juice will be there, and the Good Brothers will be there. So they're really pushing Bullet Club are going to be at um, at Rear Goku for the finals. Or Budokan, is it Budokan for finals? Yeah, it's Budokan. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm interested if there's... Have you seen any of... Have you seen any of Rockhard Juice Robinson? That's kind of the thing. Anyone seen any Juice Robinson? Only um, Capital Collision, and then I went back and I watched the like his, I don't know his his debut as Rockhard, like very. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me just jump in for a second. Everyone needs to rewind for a second. Rockhard Juice Robinson. Yes. Yeah. Rock hard. Have you not? Have you not seen this? 
Uh, have you seen this? Have you not seen this iteration? No, I, I've been, I've been, I've been balls deep in the boss J. I mean, what, what, you've what been living the, under a rock hard. I've been living under a rock hard, exactly. So, what, what is this his new gimmick? Um, yeah, Juice has uh defected and joined Bullet Club and is now not flamboyant Juice Robinson. Uh, he's rock hard Juice Robinson in the Bullet Club, cutting fucking promos like a madman. And uh, at Capital Collision in the four-way with Will Ospreay, Mox, Tana and Juice. Juice won the US Championship from Tana and uh, cut an all-time promo. And uh, he is... Possibly uh, fulfilling what you had hoped for him all those years ago, Red. Wow. I mean, uh, I, I did know that he defected the Bullet Club. I just didn't know that Rock Hard was the whole thing he was going with. Yeah. Uh, but nothing makes me happier. Uh, if anyone would like to go back in time and check out those episodes, yeah. uh, you will hear me shit on Juice tremendously uh, and then become a fan. Uh, and if you are listening and not a fan of wrestling, thank you for listening. Casuals. Yeah, it's the it's kind of funny because the promos, it's it's like he's become a like he was always a great promo guy. And it's like he sort of went away because he's, you know, everyone went away during the pandemic. But him as a heel promo, once you hear it, you're like, he's that's the best thing, best thing for him because he can just just say whatever he wants. Well, he did. I mean, there were times where he cut some some amazing backstage promos. Like there was one, I forget what it, what the event was or whatever, but it was was it the Mox feud, maybe? Yeah. Anyway, the, it, yeah. If you tell me which he, one it is, I'll tell you. Is it, uh, after that Mox match, and he he just went off. And I remember you sending me a message like, "Oh, like the two of these two guys are just promoing on each other like nothing." Yeah, the one the one where you could hear him in the background of each other's promo because yeah, was going off so was... loud, you could hear him at the at the face at the heels promo space. And, yeah, and Mox heard him, and then Mox starts ramping up because it's like it's a promo off. Yeah, isn't that the whole thing though with a good talker? Like good talkers, he's clearly a good worker. But mm. good talkers always make good heels. Red, the the mm. thing, the amazing thing about this now is like there's he's been cutting promos and talking about how Jordan didn't win six championships without Pippen. So he's referring to Jay as Jordan and him as Pippen. And to uh, me, I've been talking to Josh about this. I'm like, to me, this sets up. Juice taken over Bullet Club down the line where Pippen now decides that he's Jordan and he's yeah. going to boot out Jay. Um, yeah, so there's all sorts of fun things happening. It's like the two of those, those two guys together. Imagine G1 and those, the promos, those two are going to cut together on stage after Capital Punishment. Capital Punishment, is that what it was called? Capital Collision. Capital Collision. Yeah. Capital Punishment. Capital Punishment. Um, <laughs> That's the Texas show. Jay was on stage with him, like the Bullet Club was on stage with him while he, he was like cutting from the stage. Um, he was cracking, he, they were corpses and he was cracking them up. They couldn't, yeah, yeah. They couldn't help themselves. I'm rock hard. Yeah, it was it was brilliant stuff. It's well worth it, well worth a look. But the two of them together, it's like, wait, I mean, you fucking what a, what a duo. So they'll be Batman and Robin or 
I don't know, fucking Joker and Riddler for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on which manifesto you like. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it is, it's, it's really, I think it's somewhat exciting. Obviously people, you know, people always say, oh, the bullet club's getting tired or whatever, but I think that there's different ways to reinvent it. And if you're a new Japan fan, like it, it hits, it cuts when someone like it's, it means something when juice who did it on Tana, you know, juice and Tana are like, you know, that's a, story they've been you know buddies from the get-go when they're in hontai together like yeah i just think it's ultimately uh for people that care about it, it's like that's a big defection and then when you get to see the new coat of paint and the whole new presentation the new music the new like the new everything it just fits him you know it really fits him he's like found yeah. his spot and he can be funny like he can be funny but it's there's an edge to it and the character shift is now like the easy way to be a heel is basically saying, I just want to win titles, get paid, get out. He reminds me, I think I've said to you too, like he reminds me of like the disciple when he was rolling around with Hogan. Yeah, but a good one. Ed, Ed Lezzy, but talented and good. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, this, my God, haven't we? Uh, isn't that a, like Jay as Hulk Hogan, Juice yeah. as, as the Zodiac? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. The Juice Blades. Yeah, I, I heard. Yeah. Um, I'll give credit um, to uh, Joel uh, from the Super J Cast who used the term uh, "blading and juicing," which I think is a nice. Uh, <laughs> it's a nice a one. Way better pun than mine. Yeah, uh, I, I came. I, I thought the Rock and Troll Express. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying things, but yeah. So anyway, that's that's where the Bullet Club is at, and I think leading into Forbidden Door, leading into Dominion, it's going to become very Bullet Club heavy, and so for people that like that kind of thing. Uh, they're going to get a serve of it, I would say. Well, it's probably the way to drag some of that audience that uh, faded yeah. with the pandemic and has gone to AEW, perhaps drag them back, their eyes back to some New Japan stuff. So Yeah, I think Western, so. The Western side of things. Yes, and if they if they haven't been dragged back yet, the you know hopefully the ones that have been dragged back to the best of Super Juniors now have, uh, they're getting a little bit of that with some outside uh people coming into the best of super juniors to make it a little bit more interesting for those fans that have either lapsed or are looking for, um, you know, something a little bit different uh, or seeing their favorites or people that they've heard of or people they haven't seen before in, in the tournament. So it's kind of like things are starting to open up. You're seeing it with the bullet club, but now you're also seeing it with the actual domestic product um, in general. I'm just so happy for juice. Just so happy for him. I really just once I heard about his whole heel turn and everything, I was really happy for him. I like Juice now. That match is a banger too. You should check out that four way. Yeah, it's good. There's a lot of there's a lot of wrestling I have to watch. There is a lot, but it's a great sprint. It's a sprint and it's great. Yeah. Well, you guys know I like my uh, four ways, my three ways, my tournaments. <laughs> yeah, you're a big fan. You're a big big fan of all of all in all kinds. Yes, of course. Uh, okay. Well, that's that's great. It, is there any way people can reach us perhaps on social media at all? Wow. <laughs> Talk about segue. Wow. Uh, yes, they can, Red. It's amazing. We have, obviously, we've got the Twitter that we've had there for a while at WeWorkStiff. Uh, that is where you can find me in particular, but I'll be representing the show. But you can find us at WeWorkStiff, uh, where you can find all the basic links and stuff you need. Uh, we're at that uh, on Twitter. We are promoting and plugging our Discord server which we're trying to grow 
we've got we've got one person in the Discord. I'm very yay. Uh, yes, uh, at she's Winona came in, so that's great. It's like it's going to take some time to build, but hopefully by the time we get to G1, we'll have people that are coming in to sort of uh, you know. I'm calling it like Stiff Island, like the old island that uh, Anoki used to wrestle on. It's like a place away from everywhere that you can come in, have your takes. Uh, hopefully, we'll cultivate somewhat of a safe space for <laughs> Stiff Island. A yeah, on Stiff space. Island. Un unlike, uh, what's his name? Fucking um, Jeffrey Epstein's island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the opposite <laughs> of that. Yes, we have fortunately i believe there's an age restriction at ours so that's handy uh and yeah ultimately yeah it's a place where away from the uh the toxicity of twitter and just the mild toxicity of discord uh so hopefully we can um you know people that want to come along and and offer takes or chats and we have spaces there for conspiracy booking we've got a channel there conspiracy booking just for you hey. um and there'll be watch-alongs with the, with the boys, so we can you know hopefully grow that as we go along throughout the, the the coming years. You know, just slow and steady, grinding away. Um, but the easiest way to catch us is at Twitter because I'm there all the time, way too much. It's, it's an issue, uh, so you can always catch us there. So find us at WeWorkStiff, and all the links and stuff are there uh, for the show. I've actually been posting after you, Josh, when you're plugging the show. I don't know if you yes. saw me. I did see you, Red. Pretending to be a fan. Of you you got to get a burner. What are you doing using your actual, like, I keep telling you, like, it's pretty clear. Like, everyone's like, what is this? Who's this Red fellow that keeps saying, I'm in, like, oh, I'm an old listener. I'm great to hear you guys back. It's, like, it's all true. Red, you're on the show. Okay, Fab. <laughs> clearly on the show. Your name is there. People know who you are. I'm just a big supporter of your show, Josh and Dave. Thank you, Red. So, such a big yeah. fan, you actually just keep turning up here. Just... Yeah. It's amazing. He's a lingerer. Um, he's a lingerer, yes. <laughs> uh, yes, tremendous stuff, Red. And I like how you send it like a text message too. You don't send it like a, like a traditional tweet. You send it like an actual, it's got shorthand. It's very personal. I don't know how to tweet. I'm sorry. I'm trying. Could have fooled me, Red. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but the... Uh, Yes, but anyway, speaking of people that do know how to tweet, we actually have uh, some questions that have come in through the Twitter, through at WeWorkStiff. Holy moly. And I think it's a good, uh, this is probably a good place to start. We'll start this before we jump into our best of Super Junior team reviews and all the sort of stuff. We look over our teams. I'm trying to put it off as long as possible, uh, to be honest. Dave and I, for, for, you know, Red, you can gloat as long as you want. This will be a great week for you, the gloating. But before we get to that, I figured it's probably a good spot to talk uh, to ask these listener questions because they're, they're somewhat related but we'll go and see what we think would you like me to ask the question perhaps in a voice or should i just oh geez i don't okay uh, <laughs> okay uh limit limit the accent yeah listeners out there if you hear a hard edit you'll know why dr dr jonathan i do apologize but this is what i'm imagining your voice sounds like we have we're, we have an, an academic following wow. here. the doctors are coming of the current international stars in the tournament, who do you think will get booked again in New Japan W after tournaments end? It's interesting. It's interesting angle of uh, international star because you can make a couple of arguments. Obviously, I would say, um, and thank you, uh, Dr. Jonathan, that Jonathan Foy, uh, I would say he's probably referencing the, the, the new guys that have come across as opposed to like a Robbie or a... Um, an LP obviously because those guys um, 
are already New Japan re- regulars. Well, same with Connors too, being that he's an LA dojo guy. He's a young uh, boy. I don't think he's going anywhere. No. So you'd be looking at uh, Zane. Uh, you'd be looking at uh, Austin. Austin. You'd be looking also at Willa Utah. Yeah. Um, and I guess you could all even argue an L Linderman. Yeah. Um, he's not a... Uh, oh, and Titan, Titan, Titan. And Titan, yes, the great Titan. Oh, bit of rope play early. Bit of rope play in the early. Austin's the only one out of that group that I can't see being future booked because he's tied up at TNA. Oh, red, mate. Well, I mean, I've got a lot of words. I've got a lot of words for Austin um, about Austin. Him. Get out of there. Yeah. Uh, look, I to be honest, I feel like all of those guys fit in their own way, and I wouldn't be surprised if they all get booked to some degree. Mm. Um, some may get like uh maybe contracts some may have like limited tours limited to a couple of tours and that sort of thing but i wouldn't i would imagine that i mean l lindeman well i mean why wouldn't you want that guy he's fun he fits that he's got kind of his own unique flavor they've all got their own unique sort of thing but within the world of new japan seems to really fit really well so Mm. so can I? I mean, there's a fence sitting answer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Splinters. Oh, Dave, new moniker. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's 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 fair, Dave. That's fair. I, it's really hard. What do you think, Red? Connors is the one who stands out the most for me, just because he seems like a bit of like a hangman light. Um, not just an appearance. Would he, would he be an international star though, Red? He's literally a dojo boy. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I'd still consider him an international star, like. It, it based off the question, I'm just being very direct. Um, it, I, I would say Connor's most likely, uh, Lindemann, yes, um, not so much Teton, uh, but you know, and obviously Ace, but yeah, it for me, Connor's is the one who stands up the most. He's the one that I can definitely see going forward with the company. Well, he's he fine, so the next question as well, there, really. yeah, exactly. So he's in a he's in a position where I think he's, Look, yeah. It's just tough because I'm I'm sort of watching as it all goes on right now, and it's like it's um, but Connors is the one who stands out for me the most. I know he's signed and everything, but I'm I'm going with the international flavor yeah. of it all. So I've that, got thoughts on it's yeah, interesting, interesting with Connors because I've got thoughts on Connors. Big so yeah, so I'm sorry, it's not really the greatest answer back to the question, Doctor. I, I am genuinely sorry. It's just um. Connors is the one that I genuinely can see going really quite far with the company in the future. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's fair. Right? He's obviously, um, he's an LA dojo guy. He's going to get opportunities. Like he doesn't have, put it this way, he's got the biggest net in the sense that these other guys have, are operating with a small net in the sense that they've got to prove themselves. He could really struggle, which I think he has in certain spots. Don't, don't get fine. me wrong. Ace Austin is great and everything. I'd, I'd like to see him do more in New Japan. I genuinely would. I just did, I just think he has something about him that I just can't honestly see him in New Japan for a long-term thing. Okay. I Well, uh, if I were going to... I, I'm going to cheat and I will say two guys uh, off the back of this. Uh, I think it's going to be Ace Austin and Alex Zane as a duo. I think that together, like uh, for, if anyone that follows on Twitter, they yeah. are having one of the most amazing Japanese tours possible. Like they are posting what they're eating. They're posting together, doing all sorts of stuff. They just fit. As you said, Dave, they just fit. 
And they, they're these two different guys that obviously come from two different companies and do different things, but their aesthetic sort of aligns. They're even working a story that they're going to be resting at the Corican in a couple of days and sort of like they're a team, but they're going to be fighting to see who's the better man. Though I could really see those guys coming back as a junior tag team and I can see them fitting in the, in the space perfectly. They have gotten themselves over there. I've got lots of thoughts about my boy in that group. I do, I do regret not picking Ace Austin because he looks great. But uh, yeah, of those two, that would be that would be where I'd be looking at. Um, which sort of leads into the the next question, I guess. I was uh, looking, thinking about those two, and like this kind of question about the fit for everyone. I mean, I mean, to those two, I mean, there's some similarities between those two. They look like equally as comfortable in uh, New Japan as they would be at a rave, like shelving <laughs> disco biscuits. <laughs> They've just got like a similar flavor between the two of them as far as well, plenty uh, of flavor with the sauce as, as, as far as presentation. Um, but I, I don't know to answer the first question of the current international stars in the tournament, who do you think would get booked again in New Japan after the tournament's end? Uh, I, I think from a fit right now perspective, um, and like who seems to be super over, uh. I just think like L Lindemann just sort of is like a bit of a sort of seamless sort of yeah. just fit in. He just feels like a new Japan guy, the way he's able to garner fire and support. And he's really good at crowd work considering that there's not a lot of the crowd can kind of give back. He just seems yeah. to be able to get a lot out of, out of them. Yeah, he has that weird, odd, like, not, I'm not saying he's got Hiromu energy, but he's got that unique energy. Yeah, that, there is something about him, like, yeah. From the, yeah, looking at it that way. A magical walnut. Yeah, a magical walnut. <laughs> it's a good yeah, can, can I change my answer? <laughs> of course. <you. laughs> I mean, the doctor's in. You tell uh, what you want. Uh, doctor, I forgot about Zane. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so should we ask the second question then, Red? Uh, okay, I'm not going to do the voice thing again because I because you're not going to be able to do justice to Curtis's voice. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, Trust no. So, so sorry, Doctor Jonathan Foy, or just at Jonathan Foy if you want to find them. Uh, if if you have to pick one of the foreign exchange talent to win the tournament, which would it be? Has this outlook changed after seeing some of the new talent in action? Also, everyone at the Akata Shorts podcast is glad to see you guys back. Aww. That's from Curtis at El Destructo 83. Hey, look, we love you guys. Been a big time fan, a massive supporter. Thank you so much, guys. You guys are a much bigger podcast than us, and we are just humbled, humbled by you guys. You got the second half right. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Thanks, Curtis. That's very lovely. It's a really nice. Quite, it's a really nice thing that actually made my entire day. When you sent that through, I was just like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, what a ledge! What a ledge!" I might have sound like a smirky dick when I was doing that whole thing. Then that's how. That's how. That's just our aesthetic. That, yeah. That's just, <laughs> guys, that's just <laughs> me. Can't control that. The Aussie yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Josh or Dave, who wants, who wants to lead this one? Oh, yeah. Um, also, yeah. Just a plug for the Curtis shorts. They're they're a nice podcast. They're good to hear more New Japan podcast content out there. Always want more people talking about it. Podcast name, by the way. I'm a fan. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they rate they rate matches based on whether they're pants or shorts. So if oh, it's mate, a bad match, I'm all about the Dax. So I know, yeah, but they're like, but they're like I'll bad matches are card as pants, like long boys, and good yeah, matches mate. like shorts. Yep. Sweet. Um, cool Although concept. I was a fan of the long boys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Contrarian. <laughs> as controversial as that might be. It, yeah, it's a good thing we called ourselves uh, We Work Stiff because one of the um the dummy names we were throwing around was We Were Shorts. <laughs> yeah, and 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 then Red just stopped wearing pants, and then we realized we can't do that. Every podcast started with "I'm taking my pants off," but the uh, yeah, I, I I can I guess I can start. It's a really it's a kind of a tricky because now we're talking about foreign talent, so I guess we're assuming that uh, Linda comes off the list because he's domestic. Um, it means foreign to New Japan. I guess you can make the. Hang on. If you have to pick one of the foreign exchange talent, so that would be ex- foreign exchange from a different company, wouldn't it mean? Not yeah, that's company. fair. That's fair. The magical Warnut is in. Technical. He's back. The Warnut is back. Uh, <laughs> the Warnut's in. Uh, yeah, I think um, I-, I can go first, I guess, and think about. I've been thinking about it since I read the thing, and it's really challenging because one. I can't see anyone. I mean, I've got people that I think are going to win this, and I think I could see a foreigner winning it, but I would say a foreigner wouldn't be foreign to New Japan. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I would I would be very interested for El Linderman. I think that would make that would be great. Like it'd be a great story. Like this mm-hmm. idea of and you could bring a sort of a gleet um, invasion of New Japan, and that would be cool. And you could sort of have this. They push him to the moon. I could see that'd be cool. I'd really like that. Um, obviously, there's a talk coming the G1 with T Hawk from Strong Hearts potentially could be in that, and that'd be cool to see. Certainly, spice it up. But if I was going to do it, I'd be like, let's just, 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 just fuck it. Let's just book my boy Utes, Wheeler Utah, and push him and make everyone sad and angry. It would piss off half of Puro Twitter. 100%. Tony, Tony Khan's guys getting the push to the top. But I've got thoughts on it. And we'll talk about it as we go into the thing about where he is and how what he needs to do to, to get himself over in Japan. Um, and he's certainly not, it's not like Mox is coming to Japan. You know, this is not like the same position that, that Mox was in. But if you had to do something, make someone, I guess it's that's the question. You know, that's the question. Would you make someone who's an AW guy? And I, I don't think you would. I don't think it makes um, sense from a New Japan perspective, unless you know you've got that guy. Unless you mm. know that he's going to work for you and he's going to do dates and it's going to be good. Otherwise, putting a guy over in that position, it's really challenging. I'm not sure if that's the intent either. Even from AEW's perspective, like uh, they haven't sent really you to there to win the boss, Jay. They've sent him there to get reps in with top talent that's in his weight class and to have an experience over there as sort of like a mini excursion. Yeah. And I think his, his booking has reflected that, you know, in a lot of respects. Like, yeah, I couldn't, I can't see any of the foreign exchange talent winning personally. But if I was to do it, there would be, you know, it would. It, I don't even know if it makes booking sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't. I can't even like fantasy book at foreign talent. I'm like, yeah, I can't. I literally can't. All of the guys there, I think, are there to get experience, position themselves into Japan, build stories, and build connection with the audience for future yeah. for future dates. I can see a foreigner winning, but I can't see a foreign exchange talent winning. Even if I was going to pick it, and my outlook probably has changed i could have probably seen before the tournament i could have been convinced that wheeler yuda could win like they could do some weird tk booking thing mm. whereas like 
I'll send him and he's got to win all the matches because before the last couple of months, all the interactions between AEW talent and New Japan talent, AEW talent always won. Like QT Marshall was like beating guys on strong. On, so it's like there was a bit of concern, but since the tournament started, I've sort of realized, no, no, this is not the, 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 the intent of this, this story they're telling of the best super juniors. It feels like they're sort of telling the story of the domestic guys are a level that you've got to reach, you know? Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I think it's like a domestic guys are at a level. You're bringing your best dudes or whatever here to gain experience in our system. And I think it's also to solidify the partnerships between those companies and New Japan as well. It's like, oh, you know, look what we can do for your guys. And, mm. you know, here's the beginning. Start sending us people and we'll send you people. And I think that's – it's like a, it's a – kind of now that the pandemic is whatever in quotation marks normal um endemic now it's endemic yeah then that's this is like this is perhaps how the future will roll out in a bunch of their different sort of tournaments like tag league i mean how great would tag league be if aw and gcw and impact and all these places could send because the tag league always You know, immediate pause after the tag league always. Yeah, but but you throw but like New Japan thing where they throw fucking FTR there. Um sorry, AEW send FTR to Japan, mm. all of a sudden tag league's super interesting and you're gonna have bangers every other night, you know. Yeah. So because you're already gonna get guys from New Japan strong with your Aussie opens and your um your TMDK. So they've built their own little thing and you just add those same formula. To be fair, FTR at a different level, obviously, than a Wheeler Utah in this context. Of course, yeah. But I still wouldn't put FTR out of not competing the tag like tag top like league. No, I'd say, but I'm saying they're a legit chance to win it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That different category. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So this feels like a like a trial run for a bunch of shit that they could potentially do in the future. As far as yeah, I'm the same boat. If you had to pick a guy that's not from New Japan to win, I, I can't. I think that a lot of guys are going to show a lot. Um, but, yeah, as far as winning, I just don't think that it's going to happen. And if I had to crap shoot and pick one, it would just be El Lindemann because I think that would be a fun story. Yeah, and can you imagine the promos? How excited would he be? Yeah, yeah. He's so excited. <laughs> it, it's... It's annoying when we're all unanimous. Uh, I'd also too like to change my answer from the first question to Willie Utah. Um, but it, it is like when I saw this question pop up a couple of seconds ago, uh, Willie Utah was the only guy that I could possibly see coming from AEW who had any potential to actually do a massive upset. Not you know saying any of the other guys couldn't. Just makes sense in a storyline world if that makes sense it's gonna be push so so yeah so my answer which is boring same as yours <laughs> and dave's it's willie utah yeah we aim to bore we're we're just we're yo we're bringing yo energy strong yo energy to this uh, give me an argument for ace austin a win to win an argument thing. Yeah, win. Uh, yeah, I don't have one. He's not going to win. <laughs> so, it's <an> <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't. Um, I I can tell you, I think he's great, but uh, he's not going to win. No, no, and it doesn't. He doesn't need to win in that sense. Nah, I don't think that's the purpose of him being there. But I can tell you right now that my attitude on Ace Austin has 
gone like a 180 like in from when i first thought like okay it's an impact guy i'm like oh no this guy's this guy's hanging with the guys at this point i was really really impressed with with him big time so the second half of the thing for curtis is basically my outlook has changed i have certainly like gone to like guys that i potentially before were a bit who well, my, whatever. my outlook's changed because there's a bunch of dudes on there that I'd never seen wrestle before and I've seen them wrestle now. So, yeah, I, I don't think anyone's really lacking other than the guys that were already in New Japan, Master Wato. So, um, <laughs> Wato, Wato, Wato. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, uh, yeah, no, I like all those dudes. The ones that I didn't know in particular, I think they're all great. Yeah. No, that's fair. Well, speaking of... Uh... <laughs> Watto and disappointments. What are we talking about our teams? Uh, <laughs> so after six six nights of action before we head, we're recording this just before the first night of the double block shows, which are going to be the the norm from now on till the end of the tournament. Every night's going to be 10 matches or 10 matches, yeah, of double night shows. That's where we're headed wow. towards. Wow. And it's going to go 20 matches. The following night, <laughs> just getting, it's exponential. Just going to do double going. time, and then yeah. thirty matches. Well, this, um, this is not the yeah. This is to make up for those five match shows during the pandemic. We're just going to add a hundred matches on the show at some point. Everyone wrestles. Yeah. Um. So after those, we have our teams, and uh, for people that have been following from the first episode of this one, obviously we had our draft episode last week where we picked our teams. Now the format for this is pretty simple. We follow the exact same system that the new japan uh best super juniors follows where we have a team of six uh, wrestlers each and we go based on their records to add up to a total points for our teams each week basically so for the amount of points each wrestler gets we add them to their our totals so wins and losses count and we find out at the end of the whole tournament who had the best collection of wrestlers uh and why they why they were red's team uh, we'll find that out at some point. Uh, I'm sure. Spoiler alert, uh, Red, you're going to win this by the length of straight, but I'll go through it for formality's sake anyway. Uh, so coming in uh, equal last is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> equal second. <laughs> yes, that's great. Uh, Dave, the eternal optimist, uh, it's Josh and Dave's teams. So both Josh and Dave's teams have had eight wins and 10 losses, both totaling 16 points. Uh, mm. Been a tough one. Uh, it's, a nice, it's a nice thing to hear. I'll say that <laughs> one. Mm. Can, I, can I just point out to all the listeners that I only had yeah. one first round draft pick? Yeah, we all, we all only had one first round draft pick. Uh, it's a, yeah. stunning how that worked. But I had uh, one. Yeah, yeah. So you mean one pick where you picked first, right? Yes. yes. They're different to rounds. Rounds are sequential. Yes. yes. Uh, well, Red's team, on the other hand, has a record of 13 wins, five losses for 26 points. Woo! So Red has a 10-point lead after the first week. Uh, clap, Red. Well done, mate. Corican claps. Corican claps. Uh, is this the time when I unveil the name of my team? Sure, you, you may. That. Yes, you may unveil. I went through a lot of different names. Uh, I went from uh, well, I had uh, everyone has a point. Uh, I even went with the movie category of pointy pool. Um, a whole bunch of them, but didn't go point uh, break. 
<laughs> Point break. Hey. hey. <laughs> um, but I've decided. Uh, did, you, did you have a pun? Point blank. Oh. <laughs> Point blank. Two. That's us, man. No. <laughs> That's Master Wato after this tournament. <laughs> but uh, it hit me. Uh, the name of my team is because this year we lost a wrestler who literally is one of the reasons why I'm into wrestling. And that is why my team is called Hey Yo. Scott Hall. That's a brilliant, that is a ingenious, ingenious. In honor, in, in honor of winning my very, very first ever anything fantasy related. Well, you're going off early. I'm so. going to dedicate it to Scott Hall. And that's why my team is called Hey Yo. I like it. It's, it's a great one. It's actually like, make a t-shirt of that one. Maybe a Yo shirt. We'll put a stereo on it. Well, it's also like, you know, I imagine someone during a match that Yo has, someone taps me and goes, hey, Yo, come on, it's not time. Yeah, come on, Yo. Let's start wrestling. Start. No one's no one's engaging during a Yo match. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, while you're at the toilet taking a piss, is that it's what's happening. going on? No, it's happening organically. Okay. I've watched all the matches. It's happening Organic. organically. They've booked it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're on the Yo train. <laughs> I am on the Yo. I told you. I told you from the get-go. I have gigantic expectations for that young boy. Okay, his young boys are fair. Who's not a young boy anymore? Yeah, no. Uh, okay, so we know where we stand. We all know where we stand. Congratulations. Uh, Dave, what's your team name, by the, by the way? Have you got a name? Uh, yeah, my team name is The New Oddities. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, simply based on the characters that are on my team. Uh, they're quite an odd bunch of fellas. And... Uh, yeah, yeah. I just like, you know, whenever there was something that used to be good and then you want to update it, you just add new. All the oddities that yeah. used to be good. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> when? <laughs> when the oddities were great back in the day. So so we're going to get an ICP run in at some point. Is that going to happen? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, who's Kurgan? I mean, they're all Kurgan. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. And of course, my team also there. I, I, I speaking the same thing. Red uh, Scott Hall tributes flying everywhere. The outsiders uh, for my team uh, because they're majority outsiders. Yet I couldn't figure out how to answer a question about outsiders. Stunning. Much more original. So yes. So yeah. I'm winning in the name category and the points and the whole thing. Yes, you're, it's a tremendous run. Tremendous run you're on, Red. What could go wrong? Seriously, what, what could, could go, go wrong? wrong? What could go wrong? Okay, so now that we do that, we know where we stand. Uh, we just have a simple roundtable discussion regarding uh, a couple of questions. A couple of questions. Who's your most impressive guy? Who wants to go first on the most impressive guy from their team? Has to be from your team. Might be a challenge for some of us. <laughs> I, I'm going to go straight off the bat. The most impressive guy from my team is going to be Robbie Eagles. Um, the, the main reason why the, the main reason why Homer um, is that in an entire tournament of guys who are known for being athletic and super fast, he seems to be the fastest. Like, if you want to talk about a blink and miss it guy, Robbie Eagles is that person right there. And I just think that, you know, Robbie is always progressing, getting better and better at what he does. But I think we're seeing peak Robbie right now because he's really in his element and he's performing at such a high level that it is really entertaining every single one of his matches. But 
that's the main thing that stands out for me is, is in an entire league you've known for high flyers and flippy doos and all that kind of stuff. He just seems to be faster than everyone else in what he does. And whether it's his chain wrestling, whether it's his high flying, whether it's as simple as like, you know, when he's selling something, everything he's doing has just stood out to me as just absolutely perfect. Like he's really having a great boss Jay. Uh, if he wins it, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I, I literally wouldn't, wouldn't be. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah, um, he's been. Uh, what's impressed me most about him, and I think it's been an evolution of uh, him in general, is like given, and it goes to show his experience through the pandemic in New Japan, is like, you know, given that crowds can't cheer and that sort of stuff he's managed to get really good at getting crowd engagement in his matches mm. which i don't think he necessarily had before <clears throat> so that's awesome because he's an aussie and he's great he's like he's super vanilla nice guy lovely robbie but i do like seeing a little bit of the edge in the going up to the commentator desk after and mm. dropping comments and all that sort of stuff we took so, it a, he took offense to being called white yeah yeah he did, it was like then he called himself sexy white boy or something because like. yeah because uh doki had called him that sexy white australian in the uh in the backstage comment and that, yeah. and and robbie took it personally yeah nice good on you robbie to be fair though doki says that to everyone yeah of course <laughs> he does everyone looks like a sexy white australian to him but the uh yeah i i'm i'm with you Ed. i think he's been uh, more than impressive in that he's it, it justifies, it shows the benefit too of he got the, the belt, the junior belt and the junior tag belt during the pandemic. And you can say like, okay, like what well, it's pandemic year. We, you know, a lot of people weren't watching blah, blah, blah. But for the people that are there in the audience and for people that have watched now, they view Robbie as a made guy, like a legit guy. Like he's a contender because he's a former champ. He's proven his worth. He beat, he beat Hiromu in a dome to defend that belt. Like he's a, he's a guy. And so people treat him like that. The fans treat him like that and commentary and the presentation of him as a, as a wrestler from, from the office, like he's presented as a guy. And I think he's held up his own end of the bargain now. Like his backstage comments are so much better. They're so much more organic. He feels less like he's trying to put on. He feels like he belongs. I think he believes yeah. that he belongs there now. He's also um, presenting his boys with the little, the little nothing, ones. Yeah. When, the, the nest is out. I think the confidence yeah. comes from when you bring, you know, Bobby Short, Bobby Short boys, Bobby Smooth thighs, you get those things out there and you just say, look, he looks more, I think he looks like a star. I honestly think yeah. he make, he looks more like a star by, by dead set stealing Tai Chi's Dax and cutting out half of them too, just quietly. Like they are, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to it. There's nothing. It's Bobby, Bobby Two Cheeks. Like it's just. I was watching um, OSW recently and they're like, the, the, did you watch the recent episode and they're talking about like making guys look more naked by, by like you like eric young when he used to wear underpants and then on it and made him look more yet naked like robbie's got the two fucking things on two bandanas on and like i look at him and i'm like robbie uh, you're looking quite, you're looking pretty naked there son yeah, that's the key the key is rob like he knows where the bread's buttered he knows that photo books are going to make some money the dude's understanding the market. He's he's gonna fill he's gonna fill the void that Yo has left in chaos in terms of the photo books. Like the guy's not doing photo books anymore. Let Robbie get out there, you know, bronze himself up. He's just he's done uh, he's done a great a great job. I I, re I like 
and nothing said shocking like that first night where it like obviously it shouldn't be a shock in in retrospect that he beat Wheeler Utah but the way he did it and the the sort of match that was and then boldly declaring up calling out TK like calling out Tony Khan and saying you know I deserve a shot at this thing like and I can see he's the type of guy that you put him in any space and he will impress like you put him he's gotten to that point now he's like He's so consistent. The, there's not a big gap between his best and his worst. He's just so yeah. consistent. And it's a great, rep, like for Australians, it's like how good because we've got one of the world's best. And he's kind of like in that way, like being consistent, he sort of filled that Kushida role, I reckon. Yeah. Kushida was much the same. He was like super consistent, even like he's kind of not great matches, were still great matches. Well, Robbie doesn't really have a bad match, you know? Yeah. And you need that in a division. Like you, you think of that in your, your G1s and stuff. You need just a guy that you put him in there, you, you're guaranteed it's going to be good, you know? And and also too, side note, Robbie gave me probably my biggest laugh from the entire tournament uh, when Dookie had him in the Doki Choki and uh, Robbie ejaculated <laughs> and then came back to life. <laughs> it's, 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 we're gonna have to find a gif of that somewhere. The May twenty second match. Go rewatch it. He has him in the Doki Choki. Robbie literally has like this orgasmic ejaculatory Robbie O face. face. Is that what we're saying now? Robbie O face. <laughs> he hulks up back from it. So go and rewatch that match just to see Robbie O face. Is that, is that that's the one where? Um, Doki sacrifices his own testicles to get him into the Doki Choki yes. <laughs> off the 450s. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I will present, take them, take the boys. I need this Doki Choki. Uh, yeah. But Robbie just takes a little bit of time and uh, spreads the nest. Great. The, the eagles soar. Mm. Tremendous. Okay. Uh, so, Dave, uh, who has been your most impressive guy? Um, I would say that for me personally, uh, look, there's guys who I think are wrestling pretty well in my team. Like, I mean, Phantasmo hasn't lost yet. But the one that has impressed me, and uh, uh, Hiromu, there's not a lot else out there. Um, but the one that has impressed me the most has been Ace Austin, mm. um, partly because initially I didn't know too much about him. Oh, look, I can't believe that dude's only 25. Mm. Um, he's super smooth and silky and he just has like a balance about him uh, that's really safe. He doesn't, it doesn't seem to ever really be off balance. Um, and I mean, he's got like a parkour background, I heard him say at one point. So that would make sense if that's the case. Uh, he, like he's definitely gimmicky and he has that sort of TNA sort of gimmicky thing going, but he's sort of working it a bit better than he did initially. I think he's feeling as the matches go on, he's feeling a bit more confident. Mm. Um, and you know, the purple hair, and there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot going on in the presentation with the sort of bloody glasses and different things. Mm. But as far as like like seeing this version of him and then what he could potentially become in a yeah. year or two in new japan if he sticks around and does more shows and you know I, like to me he's like he's got like kind of bullet club flavor written all over him i reckon mm. um but yeah for, like match quality has been really good i've been surprised the match with hiromu 
Yeah. It was awesome. And Hiromu gave him a lot of offense as well, which, which I really enjoyed. Um, and I thought that sort of showed and they, they, the two of them just sort of worked really well together. Look, I'm not a moods person, so I'm not going to be able to go, oh, when they did that and did this. And Well, let me jump in, Dave, for a second. I am a <laughs> Please star. do, Red. Um, particularly the part when Hiromu and Ace were uh, showing off the chemistry when uh, Hiromu pulled out the card. And I just really liked the way the two of them, actually their styles gelled together perfectly because that's a spot, obviously, for Ace. Uh, that was actually a really, really good match. It was probably one of my favourite matches, but I won't get into which one's my favourite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, just kind of, he's one of those dudes, he's just like a real bendy sort of gumby sort of fella. Um, he's kind of got like an odd centre of gravity too. He's an odd, he's odd build. Mm. Yeah, he's a bit of an odd build yes. and he sort of just has that centre of gravity where he can kind of do a lot low, a lot middle and a lot high and there's not a lot of guys like that. And he, and he changes levels too. Like he switches levels. Very, you don't see a lot of that. I, I mean, it, there, there's a bit of a crackhead presentation about him. Yeah, you've got to have that. It's You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you just don't know what's going to happen. He's pretty unpredictable. But I mean, at 25, fuck, I think like, yeah, I definitely see a bright future there. Um and I, like I'm, I'm curious about how he's presented in TNA. Like clearly, he's uh, was it X division champ? Is that yeah. what his title yeah. is? So clearly, they they like him there, and they've sent him to the Japan. But I, I do wonder, like, you know, what is he doing there? Um, the the thing that I, that irritates me a little bit, and I think that's just because it's like a first new New Japan tour, and they probably don't really know what to do about him. But like, I don't, I haven't worked out whether he's face heel, what he is yet. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just from a simple standpoint of like, who's the guy that's impressed you the most? Well, there's a couple of dudes that have impressed me and all, and the other guys, like I know what to expect from them. So yeah. he's, yeah, he's the guy. And I think it's, it's an interesting point you made about the face and heel thing. Cause I think he's a, I think he's a heel. Like he's an arrogant, that's his. That would make sense. Like to me, he seems like a more natural sort of heel. He's got a heel look, he's got a heel face. But I, I think so many people are just, I think some of the crowd is just so excited to see someone new. Yeah, and and like his move sort of set is going to get over as far as yeah. being popular in Japan. So and he's trying to get his stuff over so he can get himself over. Obviously, like get himself over first and then work the character. You know, like yeah, yeah. And you get that sense that you know maybe as the tournament progresses, more of that heelish sort of. I stuff. think we'll see it. I think we'll see it when he takes on Zane. I think that's where he gets, oh, yeah, gets cool. the dynamics there, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, I'll be the I'll be the prick against you, and then we'll build the dynamic from that point it's in Corrigan and it'll be cool um but yeah I, I I'm with you man like I I really I've been I kicking myself I was like ah oh, he was sitting there late in the draft I was like ah oh. looking back I'm like what I liked about him too like sort of even when he if there are moments where they feel things feel a little bit like a little bit botchy because he's so balanced he's able to recover those positions really quickly and not make them look which I think for a young guy coming up and first tour in Japan, like very polished. Yeah. 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 I was surprised. That's the thing about him is that he was the guy who, when I first saw him, I was like, really don't care. Yeah. Uh, is it the gimmick? It's a, it's a, it's a lot of gimmicks. It's the, yeah. it's a lot of gimmicks. And in look, I'm not opposed to that. It's just that, you know, I, I get it. You like Gambit. Cool. But it, for me, as the tournament's gone on, though, he really is someone who's actually stood out. And I've gone, oh, okay. I, I, I wasn't actually expecting to enjoy. Neither was I. Yeah. At all, really. Yeah. 
So yeah, I mean that's a it's a great pick. He's done really, really well. And that's then, why it's why we love the draft. You love yeah, the yeah. draft. Yeah. It's all about finding the boys, mate. A boy, yeah. If I could go back in time, I'd still pick my team. <laughs> I'm sure you would. I think, yes, that's fair. That's fair. Mm. Um, okay, so I guess for me, most impressive guy. And this is it's very similar. Um, I've I've actually when I, we did this draft. Uh, my plan, and this is not revisionist history, uh, I stated it last week, my plan was to draft as many guys that I w- just wanted to see that were fresh and new and different and see how they'd go in New Japan. That was that was kind of the intent. Um, I should have picked Ace Austin. I'm aware of that. And now I've, I had him there at the chance. He could have kept it going. But the reason I didn't was I thought he was a bit, I wanted a bit of diversity and I thought he was a bit similar to uh, the guy who has been my most impressive uh, which is Alex Zane. And uh, he's not. The, the answer is they're not. That's going through the thing. They, they have distinct presentations. Now, uh, before the tournament, I would have almost guaranteed that I was going to pick, you know, I have, I have like, I have Lindemann. I have, like, Lindemann's great, but I'd seen a little bit of him and I sort of expected him to be, I had an expectation that he would understand how to get over in Japan and work a Japanese crowd and work, because that's what he does. That's where he's from. Yeah. And New Japan's different, but it's, end of the day this is a guy that understands um the scene alex zane i was like this guy is i had seen him in gcw and i'd seen him uh, on new japan strong and i was like he comes with a reputation about being potentially a little bit botchy and he's a backyarder like a former backyarder and i'm like okay like those guys that are like moves guys and stuff they're not they're not always my type of guys i kind of you know i tend to gravitate towards your storytelling type wrestlers or your, your promo guys. And then I, I, and I was like, oh, your character guys. And then he comes up with just all of the puns, like just so many puns that you can't believe. All of the food, the sauce, everything that's there. But he comes, he comes like a finished product. Like he enters in this space where it's like, you can tell like he left NXT uh, on his little learning excursion and he's come out with a character that he didn't have prior to it where yes, it's very, it's very indie-rific, but there's a polish there that I'm starting to see. And he has been booked and presented to be this all-conquering baby face, this underdog hero, and he's getting over with the crowd. Like they love this Big guy. Time. They love him. Yeah, you see it in the Ishimori match. The crowd gets behind him like so And Ishimori brought his working boots, which is another great sign that you're getting over, is that Ishimori yeah. cares enough to try. And like the presentation of the match is he's always fighting against these underdogs. They put him against show the idea of he's fighting underneath to come against these dastardly heels. Same thing against Ishimori. Like they're presenting him to be this Uber baby face. He's got an awesome array of offense. He does innovative and creative things, which this division has needed for the last couple of years. Yeah. Cause they've lo- you think about like the amount of talent that they've lost from that, just like Shingo, Osprey, all these dudes who have moved up. That's like a lot a lot of guys that you're losing. Yeah, and a particular style. Like, it's it's yeah. hard to replace that style, especially when they're moving up, you know, to try to freshen up divisions during a pandemic. Like, we're trying to freshen up the scene by moving guys up and at the expense of the junior division, you know? And to bring, you had to bring guys in and say, like, I was like, okay, well, Zane's not going to be able to compete at that level. Like, my thinking being, like, he's not going to replace, like, come in and do, like, a ricochet thing. And, he, and he's not. But what he has brought is something that those guys in all honesty didn't have they didn't have that charisma connection thing like that was able to get himself over 
and like the amount of fan art that we're seeing amazing weird fan art i sent you the weird like i don't know what it is but that's to me says nothing says you are being accepted like that type of presentation and yeah. so i think the source is my most impressive guy maybe because my expectations were, were lower for him I, I just wanted to see him but i do think man like the 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 capacity this guy has and i think if he he came in as a free agent i don't i don't think they let him leave the country without signing a contract that's where mm. i think i think he should be signed up because you can have him and put him on any show and and present him as a guy and it's just like pick your faction son find a faction for him because yeah i think he's he's going to fit uh perfectly in this in this division he fits straight away and as i said to you before i, I do think ace austin and him make a great organic team um yeah. And they could potentially, because they're just budding up on their tour of Japan. They need to get a vlog ASAP. That's that seems to work. Yeah, get get one of those, um, because I think that they're yeah. I think there's a big things in the future. And he's not he's not young. He's 35, I think. So it's this is his real shot to really make he's it. 35. Yeah, he's been doing this for a long time, man. Wow, well, he's he's good. I mean, like you know, his match was show, uh, really showed off his stimpy and everything. <laughs> I will I say though. He does have my favorite spot of the tournament, uh, entire tournament. That comes in the uh, show match where he does the weird second rope moonsault flop where yeah. he crashes yeah. his head into the apron. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen anyone do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, he's willing to hurt himself in an attempt to get over. And he's got a lot, the, the GCW spirit lives uh, through Alex Zane. Uh, so from the uh, positive to, you know, I don't, we don't be negative. But looking at your teams, who's the guy that you think needs to show more? Hasn't shown enough yet. Needs to show more. Needs to lift. Who needs to lift? Yo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How could it touch you that? I think, I, think we, I believe we did tell you that. Yeah. Look, uh, look, my name is Red. Uh, I'll go. Um, I, I knew that question was red. You sound like yeah, like uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo, yo's anonymous. I'm in triple Y. Uh, yeah. yo, 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 uh, yo. Yeah, look, uh, look. Honestly, I just being out of wrestling for so long and coming back into New Japan, I know the storyline of you know Show and Yo, and it's kind of been a weird blessing in disguise for me because I'm now seeing the comparisons of show and yo, like the two of them, because they're both on my team, I'm seeing the way that show has evolved. So he's gone heel and brilliant. I'm really happy to see the matches may not be great, but I'm still happy to see that development from him because I think they're both really talented. It's something. It's something. But at least it's a presentation. But that's that, 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 that's exactly it. Like, yeah. But with show, I was just like, show me something. Just sorry, yo, 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 show me something. And in every single match, it's almost like he gets the piss beaten out of him. Very little offense. It's it's like literally like eighty seven percent. Sorry to put in a weird number. Hello, Chris Samsa. 90% offense to the other person and then him and they're just trying to build that simpy and yeah, yeah Yo's a great wrestler I think he's a really talented wrestler and that's why I drafted him number one that's why my team is called Hey Yo uh, it, it's, let's be real you drafted him for that pun is this, is this what happened 
<laughs> plan all along. I did, but the thing for me is that I, I really, I said it in the first episode. I expected, I, I still do. I expect big things from Yo in this tournament. Yep. And you know, because I, I really do want to see the future of New Japan. I, I really do think that <laughs> it's it all it's all hinging on Yo, is it? God, we're in trouble. I just think that so far with his matches, I've been left confused. That's all. And I, that's you know, I've been I've been watching his matches, going, "Hey, yo, do you think? Do you think? Do you think anything like I, I tweeted out today? I think he's inherited the worst parts of Yoshihashi and Sonata's gimmicks. Like, <laughs> well, that Nick, look, he walks to the ring looking like a giant tampon. Like, what is that yeah. fucking white outfit he's well, wearing? Tampons are useful though. And, yeah. and can we please talk about his weird human centipede towel merch? Like, <laughs> what the hell is that? I'm not even joking. I saw that and I had to double take, pause it, rewind. It's okay. It came back. I was just like, what is that? Yeah, he's he's something. He's something. I I I don't know. Like, I obviously we can all see what it's it's clearly intentional. Like we can see that they're tanking yeah. yo, it's clear. But for what end? Like for what point? Like what's what saves Yo? Like, is anyone what saves him? I reckon both of those guys are having like a fucking crisis at the moment, where they're both like, they turned me heel and they should have turned me face. They turned <laughs> face and they should have turned me heel. Yeah, like, they're both struggling. It's time to fucking course correct. Well, the story was the interesting story was was when they came back from excursion, they had zero ideas about what they wanted to do as characters. They had none. So it feels like perhaps that as individuals, as wrestlers, they just they just don't have a clear understanding of who they want to be. So they just get given something. More individual character development when they were a tag team than they do now as separate entities. It's so odd. Show had this kind of like because wasn't he doing like um, some sort of physical like bodybuilding training or fucking some sort of super fitness training or something? Yeah. And so he had like kind of like this super intense character. And then Yo was kind of like the flashy one and like the party boy one sort of. That was the impression I got of them anyway. And then, yeah, particularly when Yo was injured for a period, Sho got like this kind of like, he was like full intensive, intense guy. And I, I mean, now I guess there's a bit of the intensity there, but he's, <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Here's, 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 my, here's my conspiracy book, save yo approach, right? So, like, we have to, we have to at some point, Hiromu is going to move up, right? That's, mm. that's yeah. I think it's inevitable. Um, and LIJ is going to need another junior. And there's a backstory between yo and Naito. It's like, I think the idea is, the only thing that could save him for me is he become because you know what Naito loves to do with Lij. It's the island of misfit toys. Yeah, it's like Sonata finally finds a personality, and now we need someone else to come into the group that we have to now build up to get to that point. Yeah. That's the only thing I could see saving him because he's he's wearing he's like a blank canvas. Like he's wearing mm. nothing. Literally. 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 Like it's yeah. it's so he's wearing a blank canvas to the yes. ring. It's a jar of mayonnaise walking to the ring. It's like, yeah. what is this? It's just you I don't there's nothing about it that is designed to be engaging. 
by design. The packet of flushable wipes is what he. <laughs> Dave, Dave said it before. It would be even better if he came out like Alex Riley and was the Wunderkund, the party boy. Like that would be a gimmick. You're confusing two dancing gimmicks here. What are we going? Oh, am I? <laughs> <laughs> Alex Riley. Yeah, yes. look, fucking anything is better than nothing. Minimal yeah. yo. I mean, you might as well start calling him her or O or fucking something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess his name is true because there are many ups and downs with a yo-yo. But there's action and excitement and there's like... They're fun. Yo-yo yeah, they're fun. fun. There's something. Like yo is suspended animation. He's nothing. And I, I, all you can hope for is that we will see something in this tournament that suggests that there's some progression. Because if there isn't, and, he, and he's booked strong to win because I feel like he's going to get booked towards the end because they, they build him up. If he gets booked towards the end to be a top guy, I'll be like, my God, what are they doing? Because like a more diverse field than ever for the last few years and who's the guy? That's, yeah. that's, that's something. That's a choice. I mean, Ace Austin could just give him one of his gimmicks and it's making <laughs> so, much more, so much more interesting. He's got nine. But if he yeah. came out and had like a staff or something, would it be too much like Yoshihashi? Yeah. I mean, uh, when when moving towards Yoshihashi is an improvement, you're in deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe uh, maybe he can, Ace, Ace can give him the card and it could be like American Psycho where they're all comparing the white uh, business cards. That's Yo. Oh, yeah. It's this pack yeah. of ivory, beige, off-white uh, cards. Yeah. Well, good luck with it, Red. He, you, you, you're gonna, you're gonna win. It's just like a, it's like the monkey's paw. Like you're gonna win this thing, but you're gonna have to enjoy yo and show as a result. Hey, you know, look, I'm, I'm here to win. Yes, good stuff. Uh, Dave, would you like, to, would you like to go? Yeah, sure, I'll go. I'll, I'm gonna go with Sexy Skinner. Um, he's probably been the dude that I've been, what, what, what are we calling needs to show more? Yeah. I mean, he hasn't won, but that's all right. Yeah. But the match, what was the last match I watched him in? Um, oh shit. I can't remember. That, you know, that, there's a lot. Um, no, nah, it wasn't a yo match. I went back and watched one. I missed the other night. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Or maybe it was the yo match. Anyway. If it's, you're forgetting it, it's probably the yo match. It probably was yo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's like hard hitting and all that sort of stuff. But I just feel like there's a, I don't know, I feel like he could be a bruiser and really sort of, uh, really sort of stand out a bit more in that. Like he's got that sort of strong, powerful style. But I don't know, I'm just sort of wondering like what he could add to make him, his style sort of stand out or be a little bit more distinct and, and, and his own. And I was thinking I'll maybe add a bit more of a sort of a bruiser sort of side to it. Um, Too, on another thing, like the Dax that he's wearing, I'm like, fucking bring Jungle Boy over and they could do do a tag team so easy, those two. That'd make like this really cool sort of junior tag with Jungle Boy doing the the high high stuff and he could be low. Yeah, jump off off the dinosaur and jump on a rhino. That's what you want to see, Jungle Boy riding him out. He can get the horn out. Shit rides itself. Um, but yeah, uh, just him, just for, uh, th- character wise, I thought I was, you know, with that picture that you sent me of him wearing the hat and being all crazy at the, uh, the press conference at the beginning, 
yeah. I thought there might have been a bit more character stuff. And there's there's flashes here and there. Um, do you do you feel, Dave, that he's getting? It's a bit of comparison issue where he's coming in, and we're talking about these guys like an Ace Austin and a Zane, and these guys who I guess have a real good understanding of their character, and they're presenting that, and and their promos and everything they're embodying that. Whereas Clark is perhaps he's just sort of easing his way trying to understand this thing whilst you know and he's not he's not as assured of himself and so you're sort of comparing him in a lot of respects yeah perhaps i don't know if i'm necessarily comparing him because i know he's only just come out from being out from out from shibata's thumb and uh out of the bathhouse yeah out of the bathhouse and into the into the big wide world of new japan so yeah, my expectations weren't high. I just, I thought there might have been a bit more character stuff and I feel like that's what he needs. I mean, what is this Rhino thing? Like, show me a bit of, like, what the connection there yeah. is. Or... Give me Mantor, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> just, give me, just give me something. Well, just outside <laughs> of his, like, spears and his, like, spear in the turnbuckle and, like, Things like that. I, I I thought particularly his match with Show really didn't do wonders for him at all. Like I get they were building for the Simpy with everything, with Show doing the dash of the deeds, attacking yeah. him behind and everything. I just didn't think that Connors really got over the way that he was meant to. Exactly. And that's what I was interested in, Red, because Zane had a very similar idea. Get the Simpy versus Show against this thing. And but it, but Connor's got the benefit of even losing in that situation, which is meant to make every even more sympathetic. And he, I, I just don't think he he was able to do it. And that's a, I mean, I'm not throwing the baby out of the bathwater, but it is a concern where it's like he's he's been he's been in strong for a couple of years, building, getting prepared for this moment, and it's like coming to New Japan. It's like oh, you wonder at the level if he's able to get to that point, or it's going to take him a little bit longer than people expected perhaps yeah i don't think that the wrestling side of things is far off because but not but not a lot of his offense stands out to me other than like the change of direction but, sort of yeah stuff. that's kind of cool but does he feel like a does he feel still like a young lion yeah yes, yes yeah. he does like is he yeah. wrestling like a young lion like and he's losing like a young lion yeah it feels like yeah. a bit of that and and i think that a lot of that is like because because there's no personality coming through yet. So, yeah. I mean, my hope would be, you know, rather than, yeah, that's what I feel like he needs to show is a bit more personality, maybe some just, that's why I thought like maybe a bruiser sort of style. So you can embed the personality into Yeah, the, and then like, the so he can slow things down a bit or whatever, and then do those high impact speedy sort of power. Because well, it makes sense. He, he seems to work a little bit slower than guys. Well, then lean into that. You know, make that your thing. You're not going to be able to out flippy do these guys. You're not going to be out grapple some of these guys. You've got to I build your own identity. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. So that would he, he's mine for me. I still I still like him and I think there's heaps of potential there. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Mm. Week one. No, he's done. Send him back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to Shibata. It's your turn, Josh. After Dave just spoke, where I spoke before Dave, I'm red. Thank you. I'm Josh. Uh, the in a similar vein too, Dave. I, my guy that needs to lift uh, in a in a similar way is uh, Wheeler Utah, Ooh. and it's there's a this is nothing 
yeah, this is nothing to do with his matches. Um, I've really, it, like, if I'm looking at some of his matches, I think his, I mean, his match versus Despi, if people have not seen that match, that is yeah, a, that great. really good, really, really good. Um, and I love the story of that match where um, I tweeted it out and, and it was a really good discussion point was like, he he showed character progression for the first time where it was he was going for something and he was they were you know grappling a bit of grapple fuck going on they were you know in this exchange and he just made a mistake and got himself into a pinche loco perfectly and it was like that's that's a nice little progression and then, then despy's like you were close but you and actually like he's almost coaching him sort of saying you know you, you're rolling yeah. through after the match and like just giving him that sort of advice and it's like i really like that presentation where it's like you we all re respect this guy we know where you're coming from we know who you are and and despy in that match and that match was the first time and this is the, the sort of the, the criticism in the area i want to see him improve is he willa yuda's got this presentation of a character in AEW that's like a shooter that's like a real tough guy and he but he he he's like still sympathetic and gets beaten up a bit, but he's some he's tough and he'll come back and he'll fight and he'll and with the help of his lads he'll come in they'll be protected and he'll get the pin and he shows his moxie, but it, but he still wants to be a shooter and a tough guy, and so when you go to Japan and you're you're being you're being presented and you're saying like as opposed to your what you see you said before of Ace Austin or like a, he's not trying to get himself over as a as a fun happy I'm here that he's going in as a serious worker. And it's a real nuance. It's really ch a challenge to convey to the audience because he's not supposed to be a tough shooter bad guy, like a Suzuki gun bad guy, like a tough guy. He's supposed to be like a no-nonsense, you know, like a Mox type, like a no-nonsense, I'm here. But he doesn't have that. Like Mox has a charisma that, you, you know, that very few guys have, and he doesn't quite have that. So he's trying to figure out in the run how to embed that into his matches and find a, a, an archetype to work. And against Robbie, it was a really good chain wrestling, awesome stuff. And Robbie's finish, like the, the roll-up was awesome. And it was really, it was a really good match, but it didn't get him over to the crowd in any way, in the sense it was like, oh, okay, that was that's he's a good wrestler, but that's that's kind of it at this point. And so yeah, coming up to the Despy match, it's like it was really fascinating. It was not so much the match, the match was great, but the ending and then the bit where Despy talked to him and the bit where Despy put him over deluxe on promo and was talking talking him up. And then the next level where Despy then goes to Twitter, he quote tweets at tweets Wheeler Utah and says, update your Twitter. And he's encouraging Wheeler Utah to start tweeting and promoting himself and getting on Twitter and talking about what he's doing because that's what the other boys are doing. And Wheeler Utah hadn't done it for a week, hadn't mm. done anything. And then five minutes later, Wheeler Utah posts the whole thing about him being the main event. And then Despy's like, good job. This is what you need to do. And it's like this beautiful, loving, like, I just thought, one, Despy's the fucking man. Fuck it. He is the man. Mm. And, but the, the, he did a promo after it, Despy saying, Wheeler Utah will only get better by coming here and working Japan. He should, he, and he's like, he's like saying he should team with uh, Kenamaru, which is a great two backhanded compliment of Doki, which I love. Keep, keep building that story. <laughs> but like, but this idea of like, this guy's good. And he sort of, and when you got the Despy seal of approval, he's like, this guy's good. Despy wants him to get over. He wants him to be this guy. And I think Wheeler's just trying to figure it out. I just want to see if Wheeler has taken that lesson from that story, which is a clear, the match clearly continued the story of the first time that Wheeler had a story match that showed a continuation of his AEW progression. Yeah. The key is 
will he continue to do that? I hope he does. If he does that and he starts to figure it out and be like, I'm learning, I'm improving. And then he goes on a run, which I think is what will happen. Like he's just, he was that close to getting Despy and, and Despy gave him some advice. And now he's got that on board. Come on, let's go on a run now at Wheeler. And if you can do that and the crowd can get behind him as this guy that is learning the Japanese style, like learning, that's his, he's not concerned so much about all these. It's kind of one note. I will give you that. It's one note. All these promos are like, I'm improving. I'm going to get better. But I feel like if he can just get to that point and then start to, as you said before, Dave, work that into his wrestling, like work that character into his wrestling and figure it out in how to do the two things. I think he has great upside, great potential. Yeah. But as it currently is, this first week has been a bit of a disappointment. Grand, he's lost two matches, and that's I don't really care about the wins and losses in that sense, but it's more how he has been presented. And it was only until the Despy match, even though the Robbie match was awesome as a match, but I'm not all about just great matches. There's great matches everywhere. Yeah. It's, how does it tie into the story? Yeah, I mean, that's been the thing with Yuta too, since he's been kind of inducted into the Blackpool Combat combat club in combat combat in uh aw there hasn't been like i mean he's almost like immediately off to japan but there hasn't been many opportunities or there hasn't really been any sort of moments where he's shown a growth in character or what the character is or um that hasn't really been able to be implemented into matches or anything like that there's been a lot of trios matches and so it's just sort of it's been that continual thing of like oh now he's one of us sort of thing yeah so yeah i, I think this is like yeah to, to see that arc sort of change through the um best of the super juniors i think that's that'll be cool and like if despy is the catalyst I think that fucking adds a nice little story to it. Doesn't it? It also pairs the, the combat club with Suzuki-gun. Yeah. It's this interesting, like, two, the Spider-Man meme across the ocean. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not really much for me to say on Wheeler. I, I'm enjoying his matches, and uh, I'm genuinely enjoying watching the progression that he has. Uh, I thought during the match with Despy, I thought it was a cool spot where Despy was really selling the cattle mutilator. Uh, he was really selling that. Like he was getting Wheeler's, he was getting Wheeler's stuff over big time. And I thought that's where Wheeler really shone a lot. First time, probably, I mean, Robbie a bit as well, but I just thought with Despy, he really sort of stood out a bit more, but yeah, yeah, definitely. I think big things are coming for him. Just like, yo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, Despy, and just a side note, like, yeah, that dude, seriously. If if I had told you, like, the pandemic, you know, it, it took away a lot, but it gave us Despy. And to see this position where it's like, could you, be could you believe we live in a world where Hiromu is not the ace of the division? Like, Despy's the man. Yeah, not his... before the pandemic, no. No, you just couldn't see it. And it's not because Hiromu's regressed all this, all that. It's because Despy has elevated himself. Yeah. There is no one that does what Despy does. The diversity of his matches, his sell, his selling. He, he's so he's a generous fella. He's a generous lover. He gives himself up for the guys, you know. Not to cut you off, Josh, but if you actually go back to episode four, uh, I actually called it. Is that right? Well, Red, yeah, I said now. that in. Come on now, if anyone's jumping on. Come on now. If anyone's going to claim that they were on the Despy train first, I called him the well, wrestler of the year. Hiromu to be the king of the Super Juniors. Yeah. It's around the hour 30 mark. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, people can go in the archives and find the the threat. This is the lies that are being told here. Just the absolute bald faced lies. Character assassination. Yes. Anyway, good stuff. Who you're lucky you've got him. Despy is. Mm. He's a joy. He, De De Despy is so good that during your answer for guy that needs to show more, we spent probably a big chunk of that talking about this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's, that's how good he is. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised the moment you said, yo, we didn't just go and Despy. And yeah. Despy. Yeah. <laughs> He's the guy that sucks the most. Well, you're really you but how good is Despy? <laughs> I want to tell you about this man named El Desperado. Can I have a moment of your time? Uh, yes. Yes. Our church of Latter-day Despies. I think that, uh, we could uh okay so that's a good segue like we're not a big we're not a big match podcast here are we we're not i mean we, we talk about matches happen in wrestling that, that's something that happens like but you know it's the stories the characters little nuances red of course you know prepare for the notes of the matches but i'm, I'm just here for the matches yeah i don't care about the future you, you're like you're like that's like a francesco akira i'm just here for the matches lighters matches flames anything that's uh, why i'm a redhead <laughs> they connect you you guys are connected you know speaking of a random tidbit before we get into this you know his name is actually francesco akira he, akira is his middle name wow yes wow. it's his actual name i was stunned. Anime? his mum was yeah wow. mum was a massive fan of anime so gave him middle name akira oh shit he was go. born for this shit you know and on yeah. to other people now uh favorite match what's the, what's the standout match just a match that you've watched and you thought yeah that that was the standout for me this week so the listeners that haven't seen everything want to get caught up or you know what is something they could go and check out i, I won't go first this time the only reason why i always go first when we ask questions is because i never get a first round draft pick so i'll put myself more accurately behind everyone else so josh or dave the round table is yours I'll go quick because um, I'll just mention the match. I don't really remember anything about it. That's not really <laughs> what I do. I'm Tremendous not, endorsement. Starting not, off great. Go involved. I'm not a, a rote learner. Um, so my my favorite match of my team so far has was uh, Hiromu and Austin, and we talked about it sort of before. I just thought they worked really well together. It was kind of cool to see Hiromu work with a dude that he'd never worked with before, but to my knowledge, anyway. Um, and I thought they gelled really well, and I was impressed by it. And I thought it was fun, and it sort of sold me even more on Ace. So yeah, that's my. Awesome. I've got a, I've got a question because you went short, Dave. I've got a question. What did you think of uh, Titan and ELP? Uh, the reason I ask is because uh, I'm a big fan of rope play. Oh, oh yeah, look, yeah, I mean the rope play was fun. Yeah. How good? Oh, well, maybe maybe I'll have to. Yeah. Well, let me just answer that question again, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Tied uh, would be Titan and El Pantasmo simply for the rope play. You know, there's, I mean, if anyone's going to break out some Shibari moves, it's going to be one of those two, isn't it? And when they're together, well, you know, there was lots of bouncing around the ropes. It was great. Yeah. Oh, look, uh, Titan, he's, he hasn't won a match yet, but he's, he's fucking fun. I really like that dude. And isn't um, Fantasmo, I mean, Fantasmo's Fantasmo. He is. Just, yeah, and he's a he, that dark horse is right. He's he's looking very ominous. Yeah, oh, he doesn't even look like he's in fucking second year yet. I don't reckon. No, he doesn't have to be to do that. The rope plate, the boys just it was. Yeah. I just loved seeing these two guys. It was like it was, it was like the greatest fantastic manic yeah, match ever. Like this idea of this story of like they're having like this weird house show 
but we're going to add ropes into it. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. really, uh, I was really into that. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the unbelievable. Some, I mean, everyone used to go. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to go on about, oh, look at Undertaker walk the ropes and do old school, and you know, back when it wasn't even old school because it was like I've <laughs> seen anyone do it before. <laughs> and these dudes are bouncing around and you know, jiggling their giblets on it on the ropes and fucking yeah. well, whatever's going on there. I just don't. That, Tetans resting the tower on the top rope. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, look if if the three if him those two and have a three way match with uh, Ace Austin at some point, there's going to be lots of handstands and ropes and <laughs> crazy shit. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah, that just looks like it would be insane. So. Yeah, there'll be no kink shaming in that in that three way. That is for sure. Not at all. There's no need to kink shame. No, no, especially when you get rope play of that quality. I tell you, the yeah. um. It is interesting, and I just, I just, I'm always curious on your ELP takes, Dave, because there's a lot of talk currently on other podcasts and on Twitter and stuff about him, and people are starting to come around on ELP. In particular, they're starting to compare the comparisons are coming to Kenny now, like it's becoming a thing yeah. where people are seeing him as I understand, but in more the positioning where it's like this guy's like a comedy junior, but he's so talented and he's just doing this one sort of gimmicky thing that he's enjoying, and he's such a great troll, but yeah. when he finally gets unleashed you can kind of see that i just yeah i mean every time i watch him i'm like yeah like that he's literally you can just get the feeling that he's holding back so much i kind of want him to get positioned to a point where he just is able to let a little out with another guy and i mean that sounds incredibly sexual given that we've spoken about kink play and rope play just rope play yeah it brings out the best in all of us Man, put it tight. Put a belt on the line and belts and ropes and El Fantasmo and kinky things. Look, what magic will be made. Oh. Isn't that part of ELP's whole thing? Is that everyone's aware he's holding back, and that's why it plays into the whole heel thing. Whereas it's like we we know you can do everything. Yeah, uh, he just he's brilliant. Sort of like his weird little um Jeff Garrett walk thing that he does, or flair or whatever, and then he does the nine. Then he does a bunch of handstands and then he does some flippy things and then he does a roll around and then like he's just fucking around <laughs> and it's just so entertaining. I just love ELP. But you know, we don't want to, I don't want to turn this podcast into an ELP like I did that with Jay. Junior Jay. Have a Junior Jay discussion. <laughs> well, um, well, I'll save the ELP smut for next week. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, do you want me to go Red or would you like to go? Uh, Josh, uh, Dave just spoke before, but Josh, would you like to go now? <laughs> Thank you, Red. Uh, yeah, so matches for me, I'll, I'll be I'll be pretty quick. I I, I really enjoyed Doki versus uh, Robbie. Um, that was my match. I I just I of all the matches, like, there's heaps of great ones. We've talked about them already, but I, I'm a big fan of Doki. Obviously, I've got in my team. I've really liked seeing his progression. These guys must really like each other there must be a rib because all of the pre-match stuff was promos built around the rock. I have no idea why Doki was like, can you smell what the Doki's cooking? Like it's like raising the eyebrow. <laughs> like, it was, it was like, I don't know what is happening and why it's happening. Doki calling him a sexy white Australian, obviously uh, Robbie saying, please don't, uh, please don't describe me. You, you, you're diminishing half my identity here, please. I was, it was tremendous stuff. The match itself was like there was some really like Doki really cared like he was putting in um, like that that Tope Suicida into um, a like the DDT thing onto the outside like there was some stuff there that was really 
impressive. They they gel. They have great chemistry together. I, I just highly recommend it. Like it's yep. an opening match, and it's they and this tournament in when the blocks were separated, it almost felt like the main event, the opening match were kind of the two interesting. At the main, the opening ones try to get everyone invo- invested and be a bit of spotty and and then put yo on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's worth uh it's worth checking out. I really, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I got Doki for that. And I'm looking forward to you know seeing what he will he'll do in the tournament. But yeah, any chance I get to watch Robbie and be, you know, and Robbie won and that's great for him, but Doki, what a what a boy, what a boy. Besides from uh you know uh, Robbie O-Face. Uh, yeah, that too, Red. Doki always, he, he, it's weird. His, his breathing, I'm always very aware of his breathing when he's, well, he's in he was match. so ahead of the game with the mask. I know, like I know. so ahead of the game, so ahead of the whole thing. But uh, no, that, that was an absolutely spectacular match. I thought that Doki's use of the DDT was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, he can hit it from anywhere and just do it in so many different ways. I've mentioned before with Doki that he, I, I, I really enjoy watching all of his matches because he's like a controlled version of Super Calo, um, <laughs> which is something like, tremendous oh, comparison. Well, it's a weird comparison, I know, but it's like I always know that when he's having a match. I'm most likely about to see something that I've never seen before. Yeah, pack up your rollerblades. Let's go. Like, and, and I just think the two of them, their chemistry mesh so perfectly. Like, just, I just like thought, the shirt he's wearing. Just like the shirt he's wearing, exactly. Yeah, mesh. Uh, him and Christian. Uh, big Christian fan. <laughs> Doki, at least last year on your own. Yeah, everyone ready for their five-second Doki. Um, so, yeah, no, but I, I, I 100% agree. I have, I'm going to go upwards of six notes from that match um but yeah no solid match awesome so is that your favorite match as well Rin? no <laughs> <laughs> uh my uh, i'm red my favorite uh match was Despy versus tjp uh oh here we go oh, jesus <laughs> here we go um look i'm just gonna have a bit of integrity and it's fine Red, you're the moves guy. This is a this is a fair take. Yeah. Oh, and TJP does the moves. The thing is for me is like, you know, I don't care about anything whatsoever outside of the ring when the match is on. I am purely just watching. <laughs> <laughs> there is no ethical consumption in the capitalist system. Whatsoever. I don't care about anything politically opinion, Entertain me. Whatever. Entertain me. So that match for me, really, this is this, hey, this is just from this week. Okay, a lot of matches happened. No, but it's fine. That was that was the one that really stood out to me the most. Like, um, you know, de- the, from the from the get go, I thought the two of them had really really good chemistry. Um, you know, they were going back and forth. Despy showed good heel work. Uh, you know, and even still, Despy had one of the coolest reversals to an arm lock. Uh, where he just stepped out on the apron, then hooked TJP's arm back around. Like, it's so simple, but so cool. And it was like that whole one-up thing, that one-up thing. And it's, I don't, for me personally, I just thought that was the coolest match that I saw this week. Yep. Uh, I know there's a lot of cool matches, so don't come at me, but it's just that <laughs> for me personally, I just thought that that match was really, really good. It's just that... Uh, you know, TJP really kind of got to stand out more. That's the working rate of Despy, though, as well. Uh, and, you know, it, it's just cool to see a match where you just switch off. 
because I have notes for every single match. <laughs> every single match. I've got a couple of notes here and there. That one I do have, I'd probably say 11 notes. 11. Um, so 11. I, but, but, but I can't read them because I wasn't That's actually fine. paying attention to what just, I was writing. Just random scribbles. Just like, just, I was doing it's like, Robbie's. It's like yo merch. Just, oh, yes, just yeah. yo merch, exactly. So, yeah, look, look, that one, there's, there's, I don't really want to go into it too much. Uh, just, <laughs> no, just watch it, people. Just watch it, you know. No, it's a good match. Go and check it out. That's it's right. Really Leave the fun. politics at the door, people. It's so, the door. seriously, Despy was healing that match because everybody fucking hates TJP, surely. No, it's just, there was just one moment where he went like, almost comedic Ric Flair heel, where he just okay. uh, went for the handshake then stomped his toe. Yeah. Which is, you know, very, very simple, but, you know. More like a line. cheeky shit heel, right? Yeah, like a yeah, cheeky, little... cheeky shit heel, exactly. But it, it's just, yeah, I, I liked it. So, you know. But he TJP's working, I would say, the most conventionally heel, which is so funny when he's t- paired up with the sweet little wholesome boy of Francesco Akira. They're the, they're the oddest couple ever. That is it's weird. Just, it is very weird because TJP's committed to being a prick. I mean, it's it's great. It's method. Like he, yeah. he embodies. I mean, it. he. I mean, he does it well, doesn't he? He does. But uh, and it's clearly, uh, yeah. You give him his due. He does a lot of great moves. He's very fluid. You, you, it is. But I, I again, I also I, I can see why that's a, it appeals to your red. I can see that for sure. He's just not a character guy that I find all that engaging or in, interesting. To I don't really want to follow him. But if he's on a putting a match with a guy that's in like a, you know a guy that you like. It's more than likely going to be, you know, yeah. good in terms of that, provided your guy wins, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's why it's my favorite match. Yep, that's that's exactly Pretty it. <clears throat> I mean, I was just going to say, I was going to say a show versus anyone, but uh, no, no, no. <laughs> but it's 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 good that we got to hear about all of our favorite yeah matches and where we're going up what's what are you guys looking forward to this coming week story wrestler match <laughs> oh, well yeah. you, you sort of went almost robotic at the end there it, you know i just it's just one of those things we've had the great wrap-up that's all it's the thing is is just trying to understand where we're anything that we're interested in following like we've pretty much hinted at all the stuff that we're interested in following yeah. along i'm just interested in anything that's Stand out or something you want to you want to make a note of that you're keen for. That's it's. Oh look, I'm still I'm still uh, hoping to discover who or what is the master Wato. Wato watch will continue. I didn't really figure much out this week. I thought it was pretty fucking ordinary. What is going on with that booking? Just as a side note, what is going on? You just want to book a dude to fucking be shit then that's very bad. He, like, he's got a belt like he's the he's the junior champ uh junior tag champ and was it the match against was it the match against tjp that he just got the shit kicked out of him he got no offense in whatsoever i'm like what i mean you, i think they keep talking about oh, oh there's he needs to show something and oh yeah master wato you know he could really be and then they give him nothing i just don't understand anyway yeah uh, yeah, so trying to figure out what a Wato is. The way Wato. to the Grandmaster continues. Yeah, my name is Wato and I like to get Blato. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot happening there. No, there isn't. So yeah, Wato Watch continues. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be the last man standing on the Wato Watch. Yeah. Uh, anything you're interested in, Red? Anything you're interested in following? Uh, look, man, wrestling. Yo? Pretty yoke. Oh, no, it's just wrestling. 
I want to see more wrestling. wrestling. I want to see. You get plenty of that. Three nights at Corican. I want to see. I want to see what the venues look like. Badminton Hill. They're cool. I like oh, it. Oh no, we're, we're we're heading to Tokyo stadium. now, so we're back to the big the big boy stadiums now. So Corican for a couple of nights, and then around Tokyo. Um, no, look, I mean, you know, I'm I'm just a big fan of wrestling. Uh, I'm, you know, I guess my idea is is where where we go from from with particularly Show and Yo. Where 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 are we going? I've how much before. how much more disappointed can Red get in that in that pair? <laughs> <laughs> At what point does Red just give up on them? Yeah, fuck it. It's all about the points. I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I might, I might be changing my team name next week. <laughs> yeah, hey, show up. <laughs> yeah, show me something. Uh, I'll just, I'll just call my my team the Scott Hall Memorial Team. No, I, I, I hear you, man. Like, I, to me, uh. I'm in a similar boat where I'm like, I'm just keen to follow a lot of the stuff that's happening, but I must make a special note. I am incredibly excited for Doki versus Despi. Uh, it's coming up on the weekend. They've built this thing. Doki keeps getting, Despi keeps giving Doki shit. I think Despi's going to keep winning, perhaps. I just hope Doki gets him. That's the, I'm looking forward to Doki beating Despi. That's, I just want that to happen. I just, I just think that could be emotional. It's going to get emotional. I may cry. Yeah, I might there'll be doki tears. I'll be doki choking up as the man. Wait, can I can I can I change my answer? Well, keep the streak going, Rick. Yeah, uh Lindemann, Titan, Ace, Zane, Robbie, Dookie, Bushi, Waito, Connors. TJP. <laughs> What's what about him? All of them? To. Okay. Red, oh, you've got a lot to look forward to then. I didn't say yo. <laughs> Red, <it's all. laughs> your silence speaks volumes. Uh, uh, very good. Oh, well, enjoy the week, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for joining in with us on this WWS episode. Uh, if you would like to follow Josh, how can they do that, Josh? At We Work Stiff, Red, at We Work Stiff. And if you want to follow Red, just look under any of my tweets and some random guy pretending he, he's like some fan is tweeting and he's, that's, that's Red. It's clearly Red. And if anyone would like to get any of our merch, I have the one cup that I printed. Um, I don't really want to. You got I've one got a cup. Did we all get one? Yeah, Probably Eagles didn't. Robbie Eagles clearly didn't get a cup, uh, but uh, we need to, we need to start merch. We need to get, to get some merch. We can get. We already got t-shirts. We got you know he's barely a wrestler. We got rope play. Get rope play over. Sexy Skinner. It's, it writes itself. Robbie O'Face. Robbie O'Face. O-face. Yeah. I mean, Should we get merch? Tell. Let me know at Twitter. Would you buy a t-shirt? Yeah. It's it. There can't be worse than Yo's. Like should we, we have, should, we, hey, wait, wait, wait. Should we start a poll? Oh, a t shirt poll. T shirt on a poll. T shirt on a poll, <laughs> poll. A t shirt on a poll, poll. What is the first t shirt poll? And then at the end of the tournament, whoever wins the poll is the t shirt, first t shirt we'll make. We'll make. Got, Dave, you're an ideas man. This will get so your quote got, tweeted again. Yeah, we've got, we've got a few options. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of keep. 
putting them together and then uh, we have we'll put that on the discord yep. <laughs> we'll get one vote the one vote will win <laughs> it's a swing state <laughs> uh we'll put that out in the tweetiverse yep um yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get a poll going on what should be the the best of the super, super juniors, juniors t-shirt. t-shirt and and then i will go and hand draw juniors yeah wow the aroma of the group mm. awesome sounds great until next week and even if you're not into wrestling thanks for listening that's right casuals and grandmothers <laughs> see you later